0: Continuity isn't actually something that I ever worry about. You use it where you need to, and you don't use it where you don't need to. Neil Gaiman. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hole,
1: And I'm Lee Esses. Don't listen to that first quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one to consider mostly when you're writing your first draft.
0: So our episode today is about continuity and making sure that you don't have continuity, factual errors through your book. As Lee said, you don't really have to worry about this during your first draft.
1: If you think there might be a problem, then circle it if you're writing by pen or highlight it if you're writing on computer so you know where to go back to and fact check, move on, come back to it when you're editing.
0: So what is continuity? This could be anything from plot holes, making sure that things aren't just popping up out of nowhere, and then making sure the characters
1: have continuity. Continuity doesn't necessarily mean across the book. It could mean across the scene, if they're getting up from the chair twice without sitting back down again, little things like that.
0: With that being said, Your character does need to change. It's part of a character arc. All characters need to learn and develop and grow. However, those changes should not be out of character. So let's get into the actual example for today's episode. I had to get the tiara, but he had a death grip on it. Violence was the only answer since reason had failed. I had to be careful, though, or risk breaking the delicate metal. I charged, ducking low to take him at the waist. We toppled to the ground. He immediately started slamming his fists into my head, shoulders, side, anywhere he could connect. I ignored them, focusing only on the tiara. Alright, there's a few issues here. Let's talk about how to identify the issues in this scene.
1: One of the first approaches I take to something is to act it out and she gets up and walks to the window and then she gets up and walks to the window later in the page okay i know that i'm as i'm reading it i'm physically at the window at this point so that's wrong sometimes especially with someone who has a lot of muscle memory physically doing the things helps you understand it so in the scene acting it out
0: you would pick up that the tiara kind of keeps teleporting to wherever's convenient It starts out in the enemy's hand, and then it disappears while he punches the main character. Yet the main character is still focused on it somehow, ignoring getting punched, even though the tiara is supposed to be in his hand. So it just doesn't work. It kind of makes the reader go,
1: huh? Yeah, if you physically hold a pencil and pretend it's a tiara, as you're going through these motions, you're going to notice that it disappears and comes back and hitting somebody with it might break it and that kind of thing. Something else that can
0: help you identify
1: errors across the whole book are beta readers. Something to keep in mind here is a lot of continuity errors don't look like continuity errors to your beta readers. They can look something like, oh, I didn't realize this was where the restroom was in the house or oh, he has a beard question mark. These things that would otherwise not surprise them, it's because they already have a layout in their head of what it's supposed to look like. So if it's just one beta reader that says question mark here, it might be they misinterpreted something. But you can go back to when it was referenced and make sure that you're accurate. If you have all four of your beta readers go through it and they all have question marks at the point where he says he has a beard, it might be time to look at what gave them that impression that he didn't. So this is more important for things like height,
0: things that can't really be changed. Because, yes, you can grow a beard. But if somebody is being called short stack and you find out later that they're like six foot tall.
1: And it's not an ironic nickname.
0: It makes you start to wonder. And I think that might actually be a continuity issue that I have in my own book is her height, and the main male character's height. So that's something that I have to look out to fix because I realize I think it might be, so it probably is. And that's the other thing that you can do.
1: Yeah. If you hear that little alarm bell going off in your head going, wait, is this right? If you're even asking the question, take the time, do the research. There's no hurry to publish your book. Get it right before sending it out into the world. So you've identified that you have this issue with maybe their height difference changing here and there. What do we do about it? Fact check. In your editing process,
0: fact check yourself. If you're reading through to make those changes and you see something and it makes you wonder, is this how it's supposed to be? Go back and find where that's supposed to be and make sure you fix
1: it. We've mentioned in the past, keeping notes to yourself is a good idea, especially if your story doesn't take place in here and now. If you have different rules that govern that universe, write them down in a separate area. Anytime that you have a detail, write it down. So what I do is I have a lot of question marks of hair color, eye color, height, all of this information. And then when I establish it in the story, I will cement it in the character profile until it's necessary to establish it, at least especially in my first draft. I just sort of leave it vague because there's no real reason to identify it unless there's a plot point that's necessary.
0: And these are for more of your whole book overarching continuity issues. Within a scene, keep track of the difference between left and right. As we said earlier, act it out. Every single movement that you detail in a story needs to have a purpose. So if she's getting up to walk to that window, why is she walking to that window at that moment? Does it need to be in that other spot where you said she got up and walked to a window instead? That's how you fix it. Where does it need to be for the purpose of her walking to the window.
1: As someone who's directed in theater for a long time, and I was relatively young when I did, I heard a lot of teasing from older actors going, well, what's my motivation to do this? And that's something that you as actor, director, storyteller, god of your little world, that's something you need to understand, even if it's not the main character's point of view, especially if it's not the main character's point of view. If he hears a noise and his hand goes to his hip, regardless of if the sword is there or not, there's a motivation behind that. And that informs us about the character. And the best way to fix these errors is to just leave it out.
0: If you think that it might cause a problem and is not relevant to the story, just leave it out. If you aren't sure if you said that it was green or purple hair, just say hair.
1: Keep it vague and keep it fast. And if you move past it fast enough, they're focused on what's important, which is not the color of the hair.
0: So let's get into the new example. We've gone through this scene, we have fact checked it, we've acted it out, we've made sure that every movement, every motion
1: has a purpose. I had to get the tiara, but he stood in my way. Violence was the only answer since reason had failed. I charged, ducking low to take him at the waist. We toppled to the ground. He flailed, trying to hit me with little success. He couldn't get enough leverage pinned under me and lacked the training to really fight back. I gripped his hand, twisting his hair in my fingers, then slammed his head backward into the floor. Movement ceased and my path to the tiara was clear. So this example, he doesn't even have the tiara. So it makes the
0: violence make a lot more sense. Because if the main character was worried about it breaking, he wouldn't use violence while the person had it in his hand.
1: That goes back to the solution of when in doubt, leave it out. We just took it out of the equation entirely. This also makes more sense from a physical movement standpoint.
0: In the first example, he tackled him, and it sounded like he ended up underneath the other person because the villain in this started punching him all over the place. If you are on the ground on your back, pinned underneath someone, you don't have the leverage to do that effectively. So we fixed that by the person who did the tackling is on top, like would happen in an actual
1: tackle. Yeah, especially if you're hitting low across the waist, they're bending over, they're going to go to the ground first, you're winning, you're on top. So we used a
0: lot of these things, just making it simple, making sure every gesture, every movement
1: made sense. So these little continuity errors in your writing, once you start to notice them, I think they should be pretty easy fixes. Make it vague or just chop it off entirely, or just physically go through it and see if the person who's pointing them out to you, including yourself, is right in saying this is a continuity error. The difficulty with this issue is identifying what is a continuity error, especially when somebody else is telling you they don't understand something, that tends to come from a continuity error of some kind. This is why the editing process needs to
0: be done carefully and given enough time. Don't try to rush editing just to get the book out, just to get it published. You need to pay attention to the details because we all make mistakes. Even the best writers make mistakes. Continuity errors are common. You will have them in your book. And that's okay. That's the way you
1: edit. That's why you fix things. Whatever mistakes you're making, it can be fixed. So long as you write selfishly.
0: If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com, or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. Hey, just a quick reminder... You have two more days to join our contest on our Facebook page as of the release of this episode on August 20th, 2020. Head to our Facebook page, Riding Roots Podcast. Like and share the post and you'll be entered to win a laptop case and a mug. And by the way, laptop case, I love mine. It's really soft fur on the inside, like faux fur on the inside. And it's wonderful. I love it. And it says our favorite thing on the planet. Yes, right. selfishly. So head to our Facebook page, check it out, head to our merch store, check out all the options that we have on there and enter the contest. You have two more days. We will be announcing the winner on our Facebook page after that. So yay.